welcome back. Why do I sound like a 1950s jazz singer? Who's beeping? That's oh. my air fryer. Okay, we got a lot of things going on over here at the Aaron <laughs> household. Okay, we got air fryers, we got microwaves, we got regular fryers. That's not true because I don't want to burn this place down. But Hi, Judy. Hi, Ryan. Wait, I'm sorry. Is it dinner time for you guys? We could really like adjust the timing here. No, 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 no. You're fine. It's not even you. It's just this week for me because my brother came into town last week. I'm going to tell you more. Or not last week, yesterday. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you more about that in a little bit. Okay. He came into town yesterday. And so that's why I moved our recording session. So today we're just trying to keep things normal. I would much rather live my life and have my beautiful girlfriend cook dinner behind me or on the side of me while I do a podcast rather than have to miss out on it with you. So, yeah. okay. you know why? Yeah. Because a lot of people last week, by the way, welcome to the show, everyone. I think, you know what I think we should call it? What should we call it? A conversation with Ryan and Judy. Oh, I like that. Oh, oh I like that. I think that's a really good idea. Okay. 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 Yeah. Because that's what this is. Yes. You Uh, know, I lost you there. Okay. Why? (laughs) 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 It was going so well. Why did it do that? I don't. (laughs) Where were we? Um. First, we got the title of the show. <laughs> yes, we just came up with the title of the show. Yes. Brian and Judy. Yes, I love that. Because honestly, yes. uh, we were talking about it last week. I don't really want this to be anything like heavy. Mm-hmm. Like make either of us feel like this is something that we have to do ever. Like, you know, if we miss a week here or there or if you're sick or you're busy or whatever i want you to feel like it's fine to not do it mm-hmm. i want you to know that i'm gonna feel fine if that happens like if i miss so, yeah yeah don't worry i'll, I'll be fine you be like on the couch be like no nah, not tonight <laughs> it's okay i'm sure there'll be days where that happens <laughs> wow wow you have so much faith in me no, I mean, for me, like today, I I got home. And I'm like exhausted from work. It's been such a hectic day. And I get home like first it stormed last night. So my car is disgusting. So I had to take it to the car wash. Right. What? It was raining here, too. Yeah. OK, so I know it's monsoon season out there because that's the thing in Vegas, which I know of. And my husband thought that was weird. He's like monsoon season. I was like, yeah, it's it's a thing. Nobody know nobody knows that doesn't live in that area about monsoon season. I can tell it, it became a heated conversation. Didn't it? Like, <laughs> like, yeah, monsoon season. Like, but he, I can already tell your husband was like, yeah, but like it's the desert. How monsoony could it be? And you were like, look, motherfucker. Right. Like I had to show him all the videos of the flash floods. And all the flooding that happened was <laughs> that you know that it, that's love making your husband sit through <laughs> videos of flash flood. Exactly. <laughs> no, okay, but um, according to like the news out here, it had been sixty-seven days since it's rained, like measurable rain out here, and it's been bad. 
it's so bad, but it finally stormed last night. So all good. All good. But yeah, but so I get, you know, I'm like, uh, coming home, like, great. I have to sit in traffic, go to the car wash to get this car clean, go home. Like, oh, it's just dreading it. Like, it's been such a long day. Then you but, know, and then you have to stare at me for like 45 minutes. Well, that was the plan. Except <laughs> then I have to go back and forth and back and forth while I'm brokering this toy arms deal between my, my ex-wife, my child, and my mom. Wait, your mom's in the mix too? Of course she's in the mix. Are you serious? <laughs> Was she the one who wanted to get it in the first place? No, but like, so Asher, my kid, he's getting to that age where he's old enough to start being responsible and learning about how to be responsible with money. Right? Good. Mm-hmm. So we've had him collecting money in his piggy bank, you know, his birthday money, Christmas money. And around our house, I think his mom is doing something similar, I'm not sure. But around our house, we also have him earning an allowance to take care of the dog. Mm-hmm. So I get a phone call at, from the kid. And he's like, Dad, I want to buy roller skates and roller skate sneakers. But I need $90. I need $90. How much money do I have in my bank account? And don't worry. I'll wait. You take as long as you need to count. I'll wait. <laughs> oh. So then I'm like, because I know how much approximately he had, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, well, just tell mommy that, just tell mommy to pay for it. And whatever your uh, piggy bank does not have in it, we'll just take that out of your allowance for the next couple weeks until you earn it back. But I'll pay for it all right now. So don't worry about it. Mm -hmm. And so then he goes, cool. Can you tell that to mommy? (laughs) So, you know, I tell his mom and she's like, okay. And they go, oh, but dad, we got to call nanny first. (laughs) I guess he's got a piggy bank at my house. He's got one at his mom's house and he has one at my mom's house. Right. Yeah. so of course he calls his nanny and apparently what happened is this little dude just sweet talked himself into getting a $75 cash certificate from the bank of nanny. So all <laughs> he's got to do is come up with $15, which is what he essentially has in his mom's piggy bank. So, uh. so at the end, he doesn't have to use his piggy bank at your house. At the end, yes, he's got the golden parachute of the bank of nanny, and that's all that matters. I mean, I'm surprised he didn't go there first, honestly. <laughs> well, no, well, that I'm not surprised only because one, he's not a piece of shit. <laughs> but, that's grandma. That's what grandmas are there for. Not everyone is on Twitter begging all the time, okay? Jeez. Look, I'm just saying, grandmas are a different breed. Whenever you see them, they hand you $20 just because. My grandma still did that to me when I went back home. Fine. Fine. <laughs> I understand that. Fine. Right? <laughs> what, I'm, what I'm saying, one, there's a difference between, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, you're not going to full tangent me. But there is a difference between you visiting your grandma or your grandma just randomly sending you $20 or you calling your grandma and saying, yo, I'm trying to get these sneakers real quick. What's up? Run me those racks, grandma. I mean, okay, fine. You're not wrong there. Okay. Okay. 
Okay. But, <laughs> but also, you wouldn't be surprised only if you've heard him talk about money. Like, honestly, the money to him, like, he just wanted to be able to share it with everyone. It's, like, he didn't oh. want to spend any of it on his own. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, so now that he's finding out about that he can use on his own, he like he wants to, but he's gonna learn very quickly what it's like to not have any allowance or not have any piggy bank money. So. Yeah, and I'm glad. I'm glad that you're, you're glad him. he's gonna run out of money. <laughs> no, I'm just saying you're teaching him a valuable lesson. Like technically, you're kind of if you know he did take money out of his piggy bank that he didn't have. That's like debt, right? But kids don't know about debt, <laughs> like. And so he has to earn that money back. I think it's a good lesson for our kids. I didn't have to know about that either. This is kind of bullshit. Who doesn't know? I'm saying adults shouldn't have to. Yeah, but it'd be like that. So it'd be like that. All right. But uh, which is why we have to work. <laughs> look at you with the perfect with the for the segue. <laughs> Because you wanted to, th so uh, all, all things being honest, as is tradition around here, we messed up our first recording. So uh, last week's episode will not be airing anywhere. Anywhere. And it, the reason is because half of the audio didn't get uh, It's just you talking to yourself. Exactly. <laughs> just <hang on. laughs> <laughs> you gotta like post that in bloopers somewhere <laughs> i'm just honestly so like on my uh on my youtube channel on tuesdays i like to just put out a clip of just out of context stuff mm -hmm. so i'll probably end up just doing that if i clip it out just me going <laughs> you just look so funny <laughs> happening right now <laughs> I like how my hair moves too yeah wow. it's it's pretty good it's pretty good uh, <laughs> oh. but so for we so last week we basically caught up with each other right mm -hmm. so yeah because it had been years <laughs> legitimately have been um and now we get to talk about whatever and judy had the idea to talk about work so yes it really works <laughs> out for me because I just started up at my old job again. I was okay. at a new job and then that didn't work out. So now I'm back at selling insurance. Here we go. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I mean, more importantly than that, I want to hear about what you've had going on because honestly, it sounds like, like a telenovela is going to be written about, about your life, especially <laughs> the work stuff, the way, like how you had to struggle and come out of that struggle a stronger woman. <laughs> you know what? Yes, there should be a telenovela made about my life <laughs> journey. There should be a telenovela um, Filipino-American. <laughs> there's a word for that in like, like those Filipino soap operas. I just don't know what they're called. I that would be a, my mom know. question because she's watching oh, I know it's telenovela. But anyways, okay, so... As most of our old listeners know, I don't know whoever's going to listen to our conversation here, but I used to work two jobs in Las Vegas. I worked from, I think it was like 2018 was when I started working two jobs full, um, fully, I guess. So my first full-time job started at eight in the morning and then I get off at five. I worked at my second job from six 
till about 10, 10, 30, 11 at night. Well, where was the first job at? <clears throat> so my, oh, should I talk about that? Can I, I say? Mean, you could say, like, I'm not saying, like, bash them or anything, but you could say that you worked at a college and did, like, collegiate administrative stuff. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of like pinpointing to what where I worked at, right? And there's only one technical college, uh, whatever. Uh, there is Anyways. UFC, there is CSN. There's Nevada State College. Oh, yeah, I forgot about Nevada State. Oh, Lonely oh, one up on the hill. You know, got some, got some shit around here, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm just saying. You're right. But you know what? I will talk about my experience. Let me just say, not that it was a bad experience. Like, my boss is great. All of my coworkers are great. Because they're a state facility, they're limited to their salary range. Unless you're a football coach. Unless you're, yeah, if you're not like anything other than administrative work, you're fine. But if you're in the administrative in <laughs> positions within UNLV, you're for kind anyone, of shit out of luck. And for anyone who doesn't understand the joke, what I mean is if you look at the uh, public salary of any state, mm -hmm. like 40 out of the 50 states, your number one highest paid public servant is either the head football coach or the head basketball coach of a college. Yeah. So, I mean, then that's just public knowledge. It's out there. Well, it's public knowledge for you and me because we're fucking sports fanatics, right? Like, you want to do a topless Twitch talking sports at one point. But, <laughs> I did. Oh. But, like, you know, my girlfriend doesn't know shit about how collegiate sports work. Yeah. Except for soccer, maybe, but no one cares about soccer in America. In America. A lot of people care. The I'm, World Cup is coming here. I'm so tired. About you guys that. can come out to Dallas. They have um. Don't Dallas is one of the one of the sites. <laughs> but she invited us. No, she didn't invite us. <laughs> we have an extra. We have a spare room out here. If you guys need it, we have a guest room. <laughs> okay, before we book our flight, let's get back on topic. <laughs> okay, sorry, sorry. Um, I'm going to be open because I feel that people should be more freely open to talk about salaries and how much they make. Because one, I really think that was just a way companies held people back from either trying to get paid as much as their coworker gets paid and they're like, you know, getting the shit end of the deal. But anyways... I was making 38000 a year, okay? And on top of that, UNLV, because they're a public school entity, um, you had to pay into the public retirement system. And they took out, I want to say, like 20% of my check towards retirement. And that's just money I never see. That was pre-taxed. Pre-taxed, but you never see it. No, no, unless... no but I'm saying, like, they were to, you, because, because look, when you say I'm making 38K a year, mm -hmm. I don't hear someone who would need to have to work two jobs. But then when you put it in perspective, they're taking 20% off of the gross. Then they're still taking my taxes out of that same 38,000. So mm -hmm. in actuality, it's like you're making... 28 29,000 a year if you're lucky if that yeah plus you know, then you plus, have insurance coming out you have 
all of it. Everything else. People need to understand the perspective. Before. Mm-hmm. Like I said, you're going to hear a number like 38,000. And if you don't put it all together, they're not going to understand why you yeah. need to be at a second job for four to six hours a day. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was nice that every year you get like a step increase, like a merit increase. Okay, 3% big whoop right (laughs) i would take it i mean i don't get i mean i would of course anything is better than nothing that's what always keep you know what people say but so there's that and you're barely making it plus i had like bad um spending habits and you know i felt okay telling you 2018 19 bad spending habits racked up some credit card bills and what right as we were hanging out awesome you know (laughs) it is what it is okay ryan i'm just saying like (laughs) look i love you and 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 you worked hard for everything right so nothing was handed to you and you didn't complain about it ever i never once you would be out until 4 a.m get three hours of sleep and then go to work just like all right whatever i put myself in this situation right it's whatever. my fault <laughs> whatever but i'm gonna make it to work regardless of what happened I, I feel like maybe if you had not gone to the golden tiki as much you maybe you wouldn't have to work as much you know what you're probably right about that i don't know but uh, it is what it is it was a great life lesson and i mean it made me a harder worker like whatever you know no i get what you're saying like and it also in my opinion it makes you appreciate when you do have a job that makes it so that you don't have to have extra income somewhere you know yeah like i basically i know i put myself in that position that i should needed to work a second job essentially but you know i learned a lot from like working two jobs, you kind of gain extra skills. Like, you know, my time management skills had been a lot better. <laughs> like, well, you know, I'm, certain things like that. And well, for you specifically, like that second job literally led you to the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. You know, because like, the because, uh, okay, so we get it anyway. Uh, so what was your second job? So my second job, I worked for CPS. Okay. Which, and- um... And what would you do there? What did I do at CPS? Yeah. So I worked in the placement unit. So whenever, um, let's say, parents get arrested or some guardian gets arrested. <laughs> and, you know, they have kids. They have to bring the kids somewhere. So they bring them to us. <laughs> I'm not trying to laugh. I'm so sorry. Why are you laughing? It's not funny. <laughs> No, it's not funny, but it's just like, because I would be, and it's like this with any job, right? Teachers, doctors, nurses, whatever, right? Yeah. I would go out and party it up with you. Like, I literally think I've had to uh, shampoo my carpets on more than one occasion because of you. Yes, that is 100% true. And you know what? I will say that. I mean, a couple pool parties. Let's never right. forget the pool party incident. Right. <laughs> so just to hear that that version of Judy was also in charge of a young child's 
placement into a home. Lots just, of children. Let me just say. <laughs> why are so many kids' parents beating each other? It's it's terrible. Las Vegas is not a great place for. Um, oh. It's a very transient city. I'll just say. Okay. But yeah, so that was my other job. And I really loved doing that job. But it was just my part time gig. And I never really I thought that's what I wanted to do. And I mean, I'll go back. I'll go back to this later because I looked into here in Dallas. But CPS workers do not make money. And it is one terrible. They're just like teachers. So underpaid. So (laughs) underpaid. I will vouch for all the public service workers who do not get paid enough that they should be. But I just anyways, feels like there's a theme. <laughs> yes, I'm just OK. I'm getting to like, you know, whatever. So I get a new job, move to Dallas. Um, significantly, my, you know, my salary increases just by having one job. Great. But then when I moved to Dallas, I'm working back with another university. <laughs> so I'm back stuck in like that same salary range where you, there's not much movement. Right. Okay. You know, not much movement. And they give you like, you know, your same merit increases three to 5%. Fine. When I was like younger, I always thought that job hopping wasn't good. Like, I don't know if that was just how I grew up. Like, I oh. thought people should stay at one job for the rest of their life. <laughs> no, so, so I've done some reading about this, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't think you're wrong. I think when we were younger, and by younger, I mean, like, even, you know, 15, no, even like five years ago, even. Mm-hmm. It was not as accepted for someone to job hop. Now, I mean, obviously, there were certain positions, like in certain sales roles or whatever, where it doesn't matter. As long as you can talk, they will take you, mm-hmm. right? But it wasn't the way that it seems like the way that this country has moved in general, you know, like, we're seeing a change in it now, but like against unions and against pro employee and all this stuff. And it makes it so that we've had to figure out ways in order to double our income and thing, you know, if we have to, whether it's with the the hustle culture, the second job, all those things. Mm -hmm. And with that, I think it's brought on this mentality, especially then when we also had the great resignation of what last year, Mm -hmm. it really does bring on the notion of it being okay to move around because I have to take care of myself anyway. So if we, as the masses, feel okay with that, employers by proxy have to. Yeah. But, I mean, that's my TED Talk. No, but, I mean, it's true. That's the thing. Like, I never thought about moving jobs because it would take care of me. Like, I never thought about it in that Mm -hmm. sense until recently because I left my job at a university for a, you know, private healthcare company and you know this private healthcare company is like paying really good money for what I was doing at the university level and me you know making like 50% more than what that was paying because they are a private entity and 
you know, universities, I don't know if anybody else out there works for universities, they have specific rules, like you can't get a promotion within your first year. You can't, you know, they have a lot of restrictions on moving, like I said before. Ones, yeah. But private healthcare companies, they don't care. If you need, like, if you, if they see a need for you, like you can get promoted within, you know, your first four months, five months, what have you, as long as you show that you're a good employer, like, or you're sorry, not a good employer, good employee, you know, they'll listen to you. And that's what happened to me. Like I started at my new job in March and then a few months later, I got a promotion in July. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. And I just thought that like, wow, if I stayed, you know, in my old company or like with the university, I would not be anywhere near what I would be making salary wise if I stayed there for five more years. Well, yeah, but then, I mean, you know, the other, the flip side of that is that you get the security with working at a, you know, a, a state job. Yes, of course. You know, because yep. like, honestly, you have to do some really dumb shit to get fired from a state job. <laughs> It's 100% true because that's not, I was talking about my manager, like my first manager that hired me to that university when I moved out here. Yeah, she was something else. Yeah, <laughs> but she's and, still employed, so. No, and, that's, and that's, that's how it is at most places. Like most places, their minimum gets it done, especially if no one, especially if the, the money is just flowing in anyway. Like, mm-hmm. you know, just, I want to do just enough so I don't get yelled at. Right. Exactly. But okay, so I wanted to ask you. Okay. Um, have you ever needed to ne- negotiate a salary? I've had to do that a couple times, you know? Like mm-hmm. honestly, I was very fortunate in my first full-time job in radio because the talent that I was working for had that structured into their contract how much I would get paid as their producer. Mm-hmm. So I didn't have to worry about negotiating at that point. When I moved out of that, um, it was a just a conversation, but it was a conversation of how much do you want to make? This is how much. Okay, well, this is what I'll offer you. Okay, I'll take it, you know? Um, when I got to... Now that I do insurance, I always have a conversation about it, but... The thing, in my opinion, with insurance is like, it it's all the same, right? Like some places will have a little, some, cause I'll put it this way. All the state farm agents or farmers agents or all state agents or progressive or whatever, right? Yeah. They all are working with the same pool, right? It's not like one of them has a cheat code so that they can get millions and millions and millions more dollars, right? Right. So, they're all going to pay around the same area because they're all working with the same percentages. Some will pay a little bit better in one area, but then pull back in another. For example, is you can might maybe you get another dollar an hour for your salary, but you get less of a percentage on your sales, or they don't comp you as high on your uh, health care because mm-hmm. that's a popular thing to you know pay up to fifty fifty for up to. No, to pay fifty percent up to one hundred and fifty dollars of like whatever your healthcare is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm sure it's very fascinating for listeners out there. But but that's what I'm saying when it comes to that stuff. 
you always have to ask and then mm-hmm. you just see what they say. Yep. But other than that, I mean, you know, I've never I've never put together an offer letter. Okay. I would feel did you do that? I did. That was it was my first time though. That's kinda <laughs> Did you like did you steal it off the internet? Sort of. <laughs> like, okay, so fun fact, I was actually I got my offer letter for my new job the Friday before I got married. So <laughs> there was a lot happening in this week leading up to my wedding, right? All the pre-wedding stuff that I still had to get done. Also interviewing because I did one interview that Monday before my wedding. And then getting the offer letter, talking to the recruit. It was just a lot. And I was very tired that whole week. I was like, okay, I just got to make it through this wedding. <laughs> and then I was off from work. So this is kind of where all like, my two week notice really was like six day notice type because <laughs> it just happened the way it is. And I can't plan it. That wasn't my fault. I wasn't planning it for it to happen that way. It just fell in, you know, fell in my lap at that time. So I was like, yeah, I'll take it. No, I mean, that's how things happen. And look, I, you gave them a full two weeks, right? So it's not like, they did, like it just happened to be half of your two weeks while you were on vacation. Yep. Yeah. So that was all. It'd be one thing I would have an issue with, like your current job wouldn't have let you give that two weeks. Mm-hmm. Like, now you got to start now because that's bullshit. But oh no no. Whatever, it's fair play. Look, I I work in a fucking right to work state. My boss can literally walk in and say, "I don't like the way you look today." go home for the rest of your life. Like, don't come that back. Might, that specifically actually might be discrimination. So yeah, that's, someone, but they I mean, can legit fire me for any reason. I, like, I think that's illegal. They don't have to have cause. So, <laughs> you know, like, honestly, you can just say, I don't think his work is good enough and you're fired. So that's fun. That that is fun. I must say, though, working at a, you know, at a healthcare facility, I mean, private healthcare facility, um, I haven't heard of people being let go. But being working here, I have seen people go into my boss's office, leaving crying type type stuff like. Yeah, because like that's the difference between public mm-hmm. and private, right? Like when it's public, we just the money's flowing. So we just got to make sure that the boat doesn't sink. When it's private, it's like, yo, we got to fill this fucking hole and get more money at the same time. Mm-hmm. Why aren't you doing that, Sally? Dumbass. Fucking Sally. Those fucking, fucking Sally. Would you on my desk? <laughs> why does why does it bring anger out of you? <laughs> Honestly, offices in general just to me breed stress and maybe not necessarily animosity, but like uh just it makes you not always be the best version of yourself because of all the things going on. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, I can see that. Does that mean that you're allowed to be an asshole or whatever? No, of course not. You have, as an adult, it is your responsibility 
to overcome those things, I use medication. Um, but to me, that's just always, it's always where I go when I talk about those situations. Plus you said the girl came out crying. So yeah, there's, I mean, there's like a few, like, I don't even know the people. So I, you know, we worked on different floors or whatever. And I'm like in one quadrant of our floor and on the whole other side, another quad quadrant, right? One of the bosses came up to my desk and she was like, Hey, can I take your Kleenex box? And I go, I guess here, take it. Cause I knew she was like a higher level up. So I'm not going to say, no, you can't take my Kleenex box. <laughs> like, so I was like, yeah, sure. And I never got my Kleenex box. First of all, for being a private healthcare company, they don't offer, like, they don't give us Kleenex boxes. I have to provide my own. <laughs> no job is good enough for you. <laughs> like, damn, man, can y'all like, Says, you know, was, okay. when I was at that college, I had all the Kleenex boxes. I sure did. We had all the Kleenexes. I ordered my own office supplies here. I have to go to like the admin services to get office supplies. I'm like, damn. <laughs> but don't get me wrong. I still love this job. It's Shut up. <laughs> I work for a like literally the way that he would be defined by taxes. And I'm saying it this way because I don't want to get in trouble because you can get in trouble very easily for mentioning uh, companies in the insurance industry. Okay. Right. So I mm. work for someone who, even though he works for technically works for a multi-billion dollar industry or a hundred multi-million dollar industry, whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he is considered a small business owner because of the way that it's set up. Okay, I work for a small business owner. You think that he has me with my own fucking tissues? <laughs> Why don't you sit on that one? Okay, all right, all right. <laughs> I guarantee you, you get like fucking Taco Tuesday every week or some shit. Meanwhile, I'm over here, like maybe on Cinco de Mayo, he'll get some fucking tacos. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. Go to Taco Bell and get you like that 10 taco box. I have, honestly, and I'm not saying this just because we're on the air. I have someone who actually cares about his employees. So... You know, whatever. And that's also a big, in my opinion, a big part of being a boss. So, mm -hmm. you know, whatever his limitations are, whether it's financially or, or socially or whatever, yeah, I can't ask for a better place to work. Yeah. And that's kind of what matters. Like, you have to love the boss that you well, work with. It sounds like you will fucking love it because you all got tissues. <laughs> I love my bosses. Okay. She wasn't even my boss, okay? She was a whole different lady that didn't work in my quadrant, all right? I don't know. I'm just on the ride with you, man. But she was, she was, she's one of, like, the top bosses, so I'm not going to say no. Okay. But why she didn't have her own tissue box, I don't know, okay? <laughs> I make, like, a crumb of what she does. I have to provide my own tissue boxes. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right, well, that was a conversation with Ryan and Judy. <laughs> Are we ending it there? Do you? Well, I mean, honestly, no, we're not going to end it there. But we're <laughs> going to have to wrap up soon because it's coming up on 8 o'clock. It's your bedtime. It's. I told you, it's Thursday. I don't have to wake up early Fridays. Well, 
I'd have to eat dinner. Like, this fucking plate of healthiness has been staring at me. What is that? What's for dinner tonight? I think this is pork. Yeah. And then we got some unskinned carrots. And then we got some steamed. Why'd you have to say it like that? Unskinned. Who doesn't skin the fucking carrot? Unskinned. It's not skin. There's no. They, they, the skin Why did you say? Can't you say peeled? Unpeeled. It, it, it has the skin on it. I though. know, but don't call it that. It's the peel. It's not. Okay, one. <laughs> don't have peels. I don't. Do they? You peel them, yeah. You oh, peel okay. a carrot. I'm not Gordon Ramsay, okay? I don't care. <laughs> okay, but one. <laughs> I'm going to start calling it unskinned. Like, whenever I don't peel potatoes, it's an unskinned potato, all right? No. <laughs> it is what it is. Peel the potato. You're skinning it. You. That's what I'm saying. I'm going to skin the potato. The peel is still on the carrot. It's not skinned. It's unskinned. (laughs) Stupid. Oh, my God. I fully fully understand how dumb this is. I've just gone so far that I I can't have people getting unskinned incorrect. No. Unskinned trademark TM. You better go trademark that because uh, now you got to write a cookbook and just put unskinned potatoes. I'll have her write the cookbook, but then every time she's supposed to peel something, that's I'll just do my editorial thing. Yeah. Yeah. Unskinned. I can't Perfect. wait for you to tell your husband about that. I, I'm telling him, like, I'm waiting for him to walk through the store so I could tell him, but he's not back what? yet. How high was he is what he will ask. Oh, wait, can I hand my switch, please? Before we go, something mm-hmm. that your husband, uh, I mean, I know he's not a huge Nintendo Switch guy, but something in my appreciation is I got this for my Switch, which is, it's nice. It looks nicer than it actually is. It's just, I'm good, thank you. Um, it's just a case to put the Switch in. Okay. Nice and it, it it holds the hands nicely. And for me, I don't and know. It's not how- like those little tiny. Okay. Well, no, it's not like the Joy-Cons. And the Joy-Cons, I've had mine for like three years now. So the drift on them is pretty ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I don't want to pay 80 fucking dollars for another set. So. I like that. Okay. So let me just say quick side story. Okay. Um, he bought me Animal Crossing for the Switch. Uh oh, you just got her attention. Um, like you know, early whenever we were early dating, like 2020 when it was big, right during the pandemic. Um, and I played it for about 200 hours, right? Because you know you can put you can say how much you played it. I haven't played it all year. And I and I always tell him, I go, can you check on our island? Like when we're on our road trips and he's on our uh he's on his switch or something playing. But he we haven't checked our island, so I'm pretty sure. I've been busy. (laughs) You have him check it. 
kind of, but he hasn't checked it. That's the thing. Like yeah. my poor island is probably like roach infested, oh, and all of my God. neighbors left. But anyways, if you guys have Animal Crossing, you can come visit my island. Oh, I really do hope that you're giving him blowies on the fucking daily, because that man deserves it. That is a good man. I check your island. What? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, in the comments, do you check your spouse's island? When they ask? Well, no, obviously when they ask. My point is, is that it'd be one thing if you went on there periodically, but you yourself said, I, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't turned it on in. Yeah, so you made him go and check. He's doing his own thing in Animal Crossing. You shouldn't mess with his virtual experience. Now he's got to do a voyage over to some fucking desolate virtual island. <laughs> That's Roach infested now. My poor island. My poor what? I'm saying probably got cobwebs everywhere. All the probably does. Everywhere. Honestly, so. like I'll report back. I will play Animal Crossing this weekend just so I can report back to the podcast next week. You just want to give no? That would have been mean. I'm not going to say that. Um, <laughs> Don't say it. <laughs> I, I, Although I never got to talk about, like, there were so much other things I wanted to talk about with work, but we just ran out of time. I know. I mean, well, a, uh, we had to tell the story and experience the toy arms deal that went down. That, that I was seen. that was very interesting. And shout out to, shout out to your moms for shout coming shout through. Out apparently, to your mom for being the true champion of all of all uh, big heads everywhere. And I love her. Did I tell you she still follows me on Instagram and she still comments on like my pictures and stuff? But she's yeah, like, oh. no, because she doesn't use Instagram the way that most people use it as a <laughs> form of trying to get popular. She uses it as like, oh, I'm actually trying to stay in contact with this person. I love that. It's great. She's awesome. She is awesome. I love she's her. It's pretty Thank great. You. I mean, that'd be weird if I didn't love my mom. But. Yeah. That's a therapist session for another day. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, so, uh, Judy, this was fun. We will get back together next week. Yes. And um, yeah, thanks yes. For, uh, for anyone who decided to be here with us. Thank you. We appreciate thanks. it. And, thanks. Uh, and we'll talk to you soon. All righty. Bye. Bye.